0: The fastest cars, the best drivers, the highest level of racing around the globe. You're listening to Talk F1 from the Michael Papinchak Show, where I discuss every race lap by lap from the Formula One season. Now buckle up because it's time to Talk F1. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Talk F1 from the Michael Papinchak Show. I am your host, Michael Papinchak. The summer break from Formula One is over with the 2022 Belgium Grand Prix. All right, so we are at Spa Franco Champ. The first race at Spa was in 1950. This is a very historic track for Formula One. It is the longest track on the F1 circuit and has the highest elevation changes. Now, qualifying on Saturday was delayed because of the Porsche Super Cup. So as I've discussed before on Talk F1, not only does Formula One come to race at these tracks, but there are also usually support series that support Formula One. So you have F2, you have the W series, which is an all-female racing series, and you have the Porsche Super Cup. There was a crash in the Porsche Super Cup, so the qualifying was delayed so they could rebuild one of the walls. It's nice, cool uh, weather um, on this track for qualifying, but there are gonna be some grid penalties. So there are rules and regulations that dictate how many power units and how many power unit components you get during a season. And if you exceed that limit, you get grid penalties. So already going into this race, we know that six drivers No matter how they qualify, are going to be sent towards the back of the grid. And that is Valtteri Bottas for Alfa Romeo, the current world champion, Max Verstappen for Red Bull, Charles Leclerc for Ferrari, Lando Norris for McLaren, Esteban Ocon for Alpine, Zhou Guan Yu for Alfa Romeo, and Mick Schumacher for Haas. They all have extra power unit elements, which gives them grid penalties, So even if Leclerc or Verstappen or Norris, for that matter, should get pole during qualifying, they will not start on pole. They will be sent towards the back of the grid. Also, there's been a lot of news during the summer break. We did learn that Fernando Alonso will be leaving Alpine for Aston Martin next series. And Daniel Ricciardo will be let go of his contract from McLaren a year early. So Daniel Ricciardo announcing that he will not be racing for McLaren next season. So let's go to Q1. It's an 18-minute session. Right away, we can see that Mercedes kind of lacks pace, even though they did end the session P5 and P7. And it's really a Red Bull versus Ferrari, a Sainz versus Perez, because we know Max and Leclerc will be sent to the back of the grid. So all eyes are on Carlos Sainz for Ferrari and Sergio Perez for Red Bull. Eliminated in Q1 are Sebastian Vettel, for Aston Martin Nicholas Latifi for Williams Kevin Magnuson for Haas Yuki Tsunoda for Alpha Tori and Valtteri Botas for Alpha Romeo Q2 we have a 15 minute session eliminated the bottom five Daniel Ricciardo for McLaren Pierre Gasly for Alpha Tori Zhou Guan Yu for Alpha Romeo Lance Stroll for Aston Martin and Mick Schumacher for Haas and then fighting for pole in a 12-minute session in Q3. We have Verstappen, Sainz, Perez, Leclerc, Ocon, Alonso, Hamilton, Russell, Albon, and Norris. And like I said, even though Verstappen got pole, he will not be starting on pole. So even though Verstappen got to take the pictures as the pole sitter, got to sign, they sign like a small tire uh, as the pole sitter, even though he got to do all of that kind of pomp and circumstance uh, for being the fastest during qualifying, he will not be starting at the front of the grid. So the front of the grid will be Sainz and Perez. So let's go over that starting grid for Sunday's race at Spa-Francorchamps. Again, it's the longest track in Formula One. It's only 44 laps. And so the starting grid for the race is Sainz, Perez, Alonso, Hamilton, Russell, Albon, Ricardo, Gasly, Stroll, Fettel, Latifi, Magnussen, Botas, grid penalty, Verstappen, grid penalty. So instead of starting on pole, Verstappen starts P14, 15 is Leclerc, again, grid penalty, Ocon, grid penalty, Norris, grid penalty, Joe, grid penalty, Mick Schumacher, grid penalty, and uh, Yuki Tsunoda will be starting from the pit lane. Now, let's talk about the race. We had a very interesting start to this race, and I'm going to sum up the race in one phrase. Basically, Lewis Hamilton thought that if he went airborne, it could basically help him gain some positions in this race. But unfortunately, he forgot. It's not Mercedes, but Red Bull that gives you wings. So lap one, Hamilton and Alonso. Hamilton is trying to overtake Fernando Alonso. The, they're basically, the, uh, Hamilton's rear wheel makes contact with Alonso's front wheel and that contact leaps Hamilton in the air, literally airborne. He lands and then the team tells him to stop the car and Hamilton right out of the gate, DNFs, right on lap one. So let me read to you what Alonzo had to say on team radio about Lewis Hamilton after this contact. This is Fernando Alonso. Yeah, what an idiot. Closing the door from the outside. I mean, we had a mega start. But this guy only knows how to drive and start in first so you know whatever you want to say about mr lewis hamilton there has always been this criticism that he's never really had a bad car in his first season ever in formula one this was a guy who was already winning races and alonzo basically saying that the only reason why hamilton has these championships and has all this success is because he he always starts at the front of the grid. He never really has to fight for positions. He never really has to quote race, if you know what I mean. He just gets out front, leads every lap and sails on to victory and gets to, you know, hold the trophy not only at the end of the races but at the end of the season. Now, usually if a if a if a if a, if a, if a driver DNF's early in the race, he will be interviewed uh, during the race and they'll, they'll air that interview at some point. And so later in the race, they did air Lewis Hamilton's interview. Basically, you know, Lewis, w- what happened out there, you know, this is your first, uh, non-finish of the season. And then as soon as the, uh, person who was interviewing him brought up Al- Alonzo's comments versus, or I'm not sorry, I'm sorry. Hamilton immediately, uh, just brushed it off. Just said, it doesn't matter what he said. And it's either because, you know, in the heat of the moment, you're going 100 miles per hour, you say something over the radio, you may or may not mean it, or it could be maybe what you actually believe. Maybe Lewis Hamilton is kind of embarrassed by the fact that maybe that's true, or maybe he's like, don't worry about what Alonzo says, I'm a seven-time world champion, he only has two, I'm Sir Lewis Hamilton, but... It was very interesting um alonzo you know calls it as he sees it i guess and i i mean i don't disagree i listen i am not a lewis hamilton fan by any means i am a self-proclaimed max verstappen fan red bull fan we all know that here okay uh lewis hamilton it's like tom brady i don't like tom brady but you and i New England patriots but you have to acknowledge their dominance okay were they cheaters maybe maybe not whatever i'm not going to get into all that but you know Tom Brady is a very, probably the best going to go down in history. He's probably the best quarterback ever if you just look at Super Bowls and stats and all that stuff. And so, you know, same with Lewis Hamilton. I mean, you can't deny his talent. Has he had it easy? I don't know if he's had it easy per se. He still needs to win the races and all of that stuff. He, You know, he can't spin out and crash and all of that. So what everything about Lewis Hamilton, if you didn't watch the race, watch that first lap, watch him go airborne listen to alonzo's radio then listen to that interview lewis gave where he did not want to hear it whether i'm sure he knew what alonzo said maybe he didn't know what alonzo said regardless it's over the radio you hear a lot of times what an idiot you know the the drivers when they crash they'll go what's that idiot doing he doesn't know how to drive you know you're going 100 miles per hour you're all revved up literally and figure, figuratively so that was the uh, big lap one incident. Often in Formula One, we have a lap one incident. Um, just the cars are all bunched up; they're close together. They're trying to gain position, and here it was Hamilton versus Alonso in a little, a little Hamilton airborne. Okay, lap two. We already have Verstappen up to P eight from P fourteen. Leclerc is now P ten from P fifteen, and Leclerc does have the fastest lap. Now Latifi did spin which caused Botas to spin, and which ended up Botas DNFing, and then uh, they call out a safety car. Now, it was very hard to see if Latifi uh, actually hit Botas or if Botas was just kind of getting out of the way. To me, it looked like Botas was trying to avoid a collision which caused him to beach into the gravel. So this track has gravel and also grass, but at this point in the track, there was gravel and you know kind of once a once an f1 car gets in that gravel those wheels spin and there's really no way out but latifi did continue with the race but this did pull out a safety car so during the safety car a leclerc pitted and latifi pitted for a new front wing on lap five the safety car ends verstappen was p7 but now up to p6 uh, as he overtook uh, daniel ricardo And Leclerc, because he pitted, is down in P17. So I'm basically, because of these grid penalties, you know, there's a lot of overtaking in the midfield, a lot of that. But really, we're going to be tracking the people who are fighting for the championship, which is, you know, Max Verstappen and Charles Leclerc. So all, like, right away in the beginning, we got Leclerc started P15. Now he's down in P17. And it's like, oh, my gosh, can Ferrari even catch up to the Red Bulls and the other Ferrari signs. Who's up top at lap seven? Verstappen's now P five. He is six seconds off of the lead, and then he goes to P four by overtaking Alonso. And Leclerc is now P sixteen. Basically, by lap seven, by lap seven, a forty-four. Verstappen has pretty much already overcome the engine penalty. By lap eight, Verstappen overtakes Russell for P three. So by lap eight. He is already in a podium position. We have Sainz in first, uh, or, or Sainz running first, Perez running second, Verstappen running third, with Leclerc down in P15. Lap nine Verstappen takes over uh, for the fastest lap, and Leclerc is P14, but Verstappen hasn't pitted yet. So. You know, even though Verstappen's on the move here, fastest lap, podium position, Leclerc's already pitted, but Max Verstappen has not. By lap 10, we're hearing a lot about degradation. Uh, You know, this is when the tires are wearing out. They are degrading. And oftentimes, Pirelli, who uh, produces the tires for Formula One and the teams have an idea that the soft tire could go, let's say, 25 laps. I'm making that up. Let's just say they can go a certain amount of laps. Well, if it's too hot, too cold, too whatever, you know, especially here, too hot, it can change those numbers or maybe those estimates weren't accurate. So the degradation is a problem throughout this race and by P10 Leclerc is P11 knocking on the door of points positions. By lap 12, Sainz pits and comes out P6 and Verstappen wants to pass Perez and um, so basically at this point, Max Max must have had his Red Bull before the race because he is on such a move here. He is on such a mission that even as he approaches his teammate, he is telling his team, you got to get Perez out of the way. And under his own power, Verstappen, with probably the use of DRS, Verstappen does overtake Perez for the P1 position. And it didn't look like team orders. It looked like he just legitimately passed him, and which is probably the better way to do it. Uh, So if you don't know what Team Orders is, basically, it's when a team... This was very famous between Hamilton and Valtteri Bottas when they raced together at Mercedes. The team would talk to Bottas and say, let Hamilton pass. You know, they're on different strategies, different places in the championship. You know, at the end of the day, even if Perez is winning, if Max is behind him for just championship points... They will often say Sergio let Max through, but it looked like Verstappen actually just passed him under his own power and not under team orders. By lap 15, uh, Perez pits 2.2 second pit stop, which is fantastic. That is a great pit stop. So we have larger wheels and tires this season, and there was a lot of talk. They're heavier. Is it going to be Uh, harder to do pit stops or actually harder, but just slower because how heavy they are. But we can see that Red Bull, who usually has the fastest pit stops during the season, has gotten their pit stop well, well below three seconds and a very wonderful 2.2 second pit stop. And they wanted Verstappen to um, pit, I think, but Verstappen wanted to extend his stint. I think he just wants to keep going, keep getting further and further and further ahead. So a lap 15 check-in, we have Verstappen in the lead, followed by Carlos Sainz, Sergio Perez, Charles Leclerc, now up in P4, and then George Russell for Mercedes, holding in P5. By lap 16, Verstappen does pit 2.8 seconds for medium tires, and he comes out uh, P2 behind, now P1, Carlos Sainz for Ferrari. Russell does overtake Leclerc for P4. Lap 18, Verstappen overtakes Sainz for P1 and Verstappen maintains the fastest lap. By lap 21, Perez overtakes Sainz for P2 and we have Verstappen leading, followed by Perez, followed by Sainz, and then Russell, and then Leclerc. By lap 26, Sainz pits for hard tires comes out P4. Leclerc pits for medium tires comes out P7. So at lap 26, Ferrari double double stacks. Lap 28, Perez pits for hard tires and comes out P3. By lap 30, we have Verstappen leading, followed by Perez, Sainz, Russell, Fettel, and Leclerc. At lap 31, Verstappen pits, a nice 2.3 second stop. He comes out still in P1, he's on medium tires, and it's because he was plus 21 seconds ahead of Perez, who was in P2. So with 10 laps to go, we have Verstappen leading Perez, leading Sainz, leading Russell, and leading Leclerc. let's go to lap 40 Verstappen now in p1 has the fastest lap he is plus 16.7 seconds ahead of Perez who's in p2 I want to remind you guys just for perspective this is a guy who 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 got pole but this is how fast he is this is how amazing my boy Max Verstappen is doing this season he got pole had an engine penalty that put him at p14 and he says, no problem. By lap 40, I'm, no, I'm not only going to be in P1, I'm not only going to have the fastest lap, but I'm going to be 16.7 seconds ahead of whoever is in P2. In this instance, it's his teammate, Sergio Perez. Lap 41, he's now plus 17.3 seconds ahead of Sergio Perez in P2. By the next lap, lap 42, he's 17.7 seconds ahead of Sergio Perez in P2. By lap 43, he's 18.2 seconds ahead of Sergio Perez in P2. Not slowing down, no matter how far ahead he is, he is showing, I am the champion. I am Max Verstappen. And I drink Red Bull, and it gives me wings. And at this point in the race, the commentators state that Lewis Hamilton was given a warning by the stewards for not going to the medical center after his crash. So when you have a crash, when you have a have contact that causes a DNF of any kind, you got to go to the medical center to get checked out. But of course, Hamilton being Sir Lewis Hamilton, rules don't apply to me. I'm Lewis Hamilton. I don't have to go to the medical center. Come on, buddy. You're still an F1 driver just like P20 Nicholas Latifi and Mick Schumacher who crashes and cuts his car in half. You put your pants on just like the rest of us. So go to the medical center, follow the rules, come on. I hate that stuff. But whatever, it is what it is. So um, lap 43, uh, Le- Leclerc pits for soft tires. Basically, he's trying to go for the fastest lap to steal that point away from Max he does come out P6 behind Alonso. I totally understand this, this whole concept. You know, every point counts. The season's not over. Anything could happen. And if they didn't pit Leclerc to try for that fastest lap, then and they lose by one point, they, you know, they go back in their heads and, oh, if we only pitted for that fastest lap, you know. So if you know, they knew Leclerc was only going to finish P5. So, all right, we're, we're, we're not going to win, okay? So, we're not going to get the full 25 points for, for winning. Let's try to steal from Max that one point for fastest lap because you never know at the end of the race if you're going to win the championship by 50 points or if you win by maybe, actually, maybe a half a point because you never know when a race doesn't go as long as it should because of weather, you only get half points, or, you know what I mean? You just, you just never know. So, I, I understand their their philosophy, Uh, behind pitting Leclerc late for soft tires to hopefully get that fastest lap. Okay, lap 44, Leclerc does overtake Alonso for P5. There was a yellow uh, flag in sector one, but it didn't really matter, the race ended. So let's go to the result. My buddy, my man, the one and only, the current world champion, Max Verstappen from P14, wins this race, his ninth win of the season. He also gets driver of the day, he also gets fastest lap, and he won this race 17.8 seconds ahead of P2, Sergio Perez, his teammate, and Ferrari with Carlos Sainz, Sainz who sat on pole, did get on the podium with a P3. Guys, Ferrari has a lot of very, very, very questionable strategic plans. I think they should fire everyone on the pit wall. They have a great car. They have two great drivers but who's, who's ever doing the strategy, who's ever on that pit wall running the show. At one point they asked Leclerc what he wanted to do. Leclerc's like, you tell me what to do. I'm going 110 miles per hour. You tell me you're the guys on the pit. wall. you understand something. Drivers don't know what's going on. They don't have a little TV screen in there. They don't know where everyone else is at all times. They're racing their race. They're racing their strategy. They have plan A, plan B, plan C. I forget which team, I should have written this down. One of the teams was like, we're thinking plan G? Plan G? You mean your plan A, B, C, D, E, F didn't work out? You have to go all the way to plan G? Like, holy heck, is that how horrible the, like, I can't believe they even plan for a plan G. That's incredible to me. But anyway, Ferrari, fire them all, fire the whole pit wall. I'm not talking about the engineers and the people who do, you know, change tires and wings. I'm talking about your team principal, your strategy people. Fire them all, start over, because you're screwing up. You have the best, you have one of the best cars, maybe the best car, even over the Red Bull, maybe the best car on the track, but your strategy is screwing you up. So P4 is Russell, P5 is Alonzo, P6 is Leclerc. Again, he started, where did he start? He started P... 15, okay, Uh, but um, so uh, even though he did finish the race, this is really kind of ironic, um, (laughs) was he fast in the race? Maybe, but unfortunately, he was too fast in the pit lane, and they gave him a five-second penalty for speeding in the pit lane. So people say, oh, wow, he wasn't that fast in the race. Well, he was fast in the pit lane. So even though he finished ahead of Alonso, he did get a five-second penalty for speeding in the pit lane, which put him down to P6. And then Ocon, Fettel, Gasly, Albon, Stroll, Norris. Norris did have a penalty. Uh, he started, you know, P17, only finished P12. You know, I really feel bad for Norris. He, I think, I think he's a phenomenal driver. I don't know if I feel bad. It's just he's a phenomenal driver, and uh, he really deserves a phenomenal car. And he has been on the podium. And uh, he's someone who I hope in the future is not only winning races, but gets himself at least one championship. I do like Lando. P13, Sunodu, and then Joe, Ricardo, Magnuson, Schumacher, and Latifi. And then again, we have Botas as a DNF and Lewis Hamilton as a DNF former teammates. And our boy, Nicholas Latifi from Williams, always, always in the back of the bus. So here's the deal. I loved this Grand Prix. I missed, I missed Formula 1 the past few weeks, so much so that as an American, I started watching Premier League soccer, okay? I was scrolling through the Peacock app from NBC, looking for something to watch, feeling so lost that we did not have Formula 1 that I, I, I saw, oh, Premier League soccer, and I looked at up. Premier League soccer is the most watched sport in the world, Okay, they they estimate that over four billion people watch Premier League soccer out of the United Kingdom. And I thought, you know what? As an American, we obviously, you know, we call it soccer. They call it football because we have our own football over here in the United States. And I thought, you know, I'm going to give football a chance, you know, and you know, and and I don't know any of the teams. I mean, I know the names, not all of them, but, you know, you hear Manchester United, uh, Liverpool, Chelsea. Crystal Palace now I never heard of Crystal Palace before but that one popped into my head you know uh, Tottenham Hopspa you know the Spurs and so I I went in with an open mind with an open mind I started watching it and you know you kind of I didn't understand stoppage time at first now I get it you know they're running around they never score and I love Tottenham Hopspa they scored like four goals in their first game and obviously Man City's like the big even though the, you know, Man Man United was like the Yankees, you know what I mean? They were always winning. Now Man City, which is more like the Mets, you know, like the other team in in, in Manchester. Man City now, I, listen, I don't know all the details, but I, apparently some guy bought the team and just bought all the best players. I'm not sure, but they're winning all the time. I, I wanted Tottenham to be my team, and then as a Beatles fan, I thought, okay, maybe Liverpool. Okay, I kind of like Arsenal, but then Man City is just so good. I think they're my team. But anyway, I was so missing Formula One over this over the summer break. I started watching Premier League soccer. I think I missed hearing like British, you know, commentators with like British accents, as you get with Formula One. But this was a great return to Formula One for me as a Max Verstappen fan. To, I mean, this guy, it's like it's like butter. It's like cutting through butter he just cuts through the field calm cool collected just i start p14 not a problem i'm not only going to get on the podium for you guys i'm going to win the race and i'm going to make sure my teammate is not p2 like it's unbelievable but i gotta tell you though if ferrari knew how to strategically put a race together maybe they'd be winning more maybe science who was on pole would have won the race. Maybe Leclerc, who was starting back in P15, would have actually been somewhere to get more points or on the podium. But they just don't have their shit together, for lack of a better phrase. And it's unfortunate. But I was a huge fan of the Belgian Grand Prix. Please let me know what you think. If you have a chance when you're listening to like, share, subscribe, comment. Uh, You know, you can find my podcast, thetmpspodcast.com where you'll see my regular podcast, F1 content, watch content, all kind of other good stuff. You know, guys, thank you so much for listening. If you haven't, download the F1 TV app, buy it. It's only, I think, $80. It's the only way to watch F1. Don't worry about watching it on TV. Get it on your tablet, on your computer. There's different ways to watch. You can watch all the free practices, all the qualifying, all the races. I did not watch this race live. I just watched it here in the afternoon in the United States. It was on, I think, at 9 a.m. It's Sunday here in the U.S. I wanted to sleep in. So I get to watch it, and I don't have to worry about DVRing it or anything. And even if I go in in the middle of the race, I can watch from the beginning. So I can just select watch live or watch from the beginning. It is fantastic. Definitely get the F1 TV app. Again, go to tmpspodcast.com. Thank you for listening to Talk F1 from The Michael Papinchak Show. Again, I am Michael Papinchak, and we'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Michael Papinchak Show. Please go to tmpspodcast.com, where you'll find links to iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and YouTube. Please like, share, and subscribe.